is a gift to the nations. A mandate to spread the gospel of grace and spirituality and excellence. He is an apostle's apostle. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall think about it day and night. For then you shall make your way prosperous. Hey Joshua, I'm not the one that determines your success. You will make your way prosperous by changing what's on your inside. It will bring boldness to you. It will bring confidence to you. You will start seeing yourself differently, Joshua. When you allow the word of God to enter into you, God, your heart with all diligence. Smith and the anointed one. Appointed to spearhead new heights in the kingdom. God's own instrument of mass hell exodus. A kingdom builder and the father of the takeover generation. Separated to reconcile the glory of the latter to mankind. The senior pastor of the commonwealth of Zion Assembly. The Reverend Biordo. We celebrate you. Let's rise to our feet to read God's word. All right. Let's read together. Ready, go. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. For we are all, we are what? To do what? Verse 31, ready, read. But the men who had gone up with him said, We, for they are what? 32. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that divorced its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Verse 33, everybody. Then we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And we... Hallelujah. God, we honor you. Be seated. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing with you today what I've titled Radical Faith. Radical faith. Radical faith is the faith that you can use to enter or to possess new territory. Those who will take over are those with radical faith. Those who will do meaningful things in this kingdom, in this age, are those that understand how to switch on the radical faith. So allow me to start by telling you that there is no Christian without an inheritance. Every child of God in this place, you have an inheritance. Inheritance is not something you work for. It is something someone else worked for, but it was willed to you. And when the inheritance take over, is when the person who wrote the will dies. And I've got good news for you. I'm serving a living God. His name is Jesus. He died, but he rose. And he gave us what? Victory. Therefore, our names have been changed into what? Victory. No matter what you are experiencing, no matter what you do not have or what you have, you've been called to glory and to virtue. There is an inheritance for you. There is an inheritance for you. In uh, Revelation chapter number 5 and verse 11, the Bible says one powerful thing there. 
I didn't plan to, to show it to you, but the Holy Spirit has brought it to me like three times from the time I was driving here. The Bible says, then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders. The number of them was 10,000 times, 10,000 and thousands of thousands. And in verse 12, the Bible says, and I don't want to go into what's, what was transpiring here. That would take me another 30 minutes. Saying with a loud voice, saying with much assurance, worthy is the lamb who was slain. He's not just going to be slain. He's been slain. But he was slain for a reason. He died for a reason. To receive power. To receive riches. To receive wisdom. To receive strength. To receive honor. To receive glory and blessing. These are your inheritance. He died to receive it. Not for himself. When he was about to die, he said, glorify me with the glory that I had before the world began. He had it. Even if he did not die, he had it. But he died so it could be available to you. Tap somebody say, you've got an inheritance. <laughs> say, I am so sure of that. Say, it's possible you are not enjoying it yet. But there's an inheritance with your name on it. Now, be that as it may, I need to say another thing. Because the moment I began to talk about that, somebody switched into a subtle unbelief. <laughs> I've heard that before. You know, pastors do a great job to encourage you. Church is a good place to come when you're low, you know, you, you get encouraged. I need you to know, you're not trying to be spiritual. You are, by nature, a spirit being. In fact, you became worse when you became alive in Christ. So, what is happening is, you are a spirit, you possess a soul, you live in a house called body. The Bible says in the book of James, the same way the spirit, the body cannot live without the spirit. Bible says faith without works is dead. In other words, when you claim that someone was dead was when the spirit leaped out of that body. Tap your neighbor and say, you don't know me. <laughs> Find a new neighbor and say, I'm, I'm serious. You have never met me before. <laughs> so the person you are seeing in front of you or the person you saw in front of the mirror or in the mirror before you came here was not you. You are a spirit but hidden in a body. This body allows you to drive, allows you to write, allows you to contest for election, allows you to go to school. This is what gives you the authority to live in this fair. But really, you are a spirit. The way demons are spirits, that is the same way you are spirits. The way the devil is a spirit, that is the same way you are spirit. The way God is spirit, that is the same way you are spirit. The way angels are spirit, that's the same way you are spirit. You just have different covering. The Bible says there's a celestial body and there's a terrestrial body. In other words, there's a body for this earth. And there's a body for that next level where we're going to. But the truth is, you are a spirit. You see that guy that goes to God when you die. You see... The body cannot live without that spirit. So the body really, really wasn't living. And the body was not dead in the first place. 
If you left this, my jumper, like this, it's going to fall down. It's standing and it's taking shape because I'm wearing it. The reason why your body is able to move is because there's a spirit in that body. When God appeared to people in the Bible, God doesn't talk to flesh. The reason why they fell down when you read that story in the Bible was that their spirit leaped out. Because God doesn't talk to flesh. So when the spirit, the father of all spirits appeared, the, the, the spirit just leaped out automatically. Bah! And the body fell down. Because body cannot survive without a spirit. But the spirit can live without the body. So Jesus, during the temptation, his temptation uh, in, the, in the wilderness, he said to the devil something. He said, man, Mark chapter, Matthew chapter 4, he said, man shall not live by bread alone. Do you know why? Because man is not flesh alone. Man shall not live by bread alone because man is not flesh alone. But there's another man that his food is not bread. He lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Tap your neighbor and say, follow this pastor. So when the body eats flesh and bread, that man on your inside does not eat that. That man eats the word, what food is. To the flesh is what the word of God is. To that man on your inside. Now, I don't want you to say, I have a spirit. You don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. It's a world of difference. If you thought they've told you, oh yeah, you're a trapezer, you're into three. You're not into three. You are a spirit being. When you live, you're not going to hold anything. You, it's the spirit being you live. You live every other thing here. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, the Bible says, therefore we do not lose heart. Why don't we lose heart? Even though our outward man, so you call me man, because I have the genitals of a man on the outside. Our outward man, every day I'm getting old, I'm degenerating one way or the other. Yet, our inward man, so there's another man on our inside. So when you see that the Bible does not say she, 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 they are not talking to the outward man. They're talking to the inward man. Angels don't have gender. You don't have gender in the spirit. Everyone here has a man on their inside. Can somebody shout hallelujah? The real use on the inside. Peter calls it the hidden man of the heart. Now, everything, you see, this cloth was designed to suit my body. And what I mean is this. It doesn't have three hands because I have just two hands. It doesn't have two necks because I have just one neck. So, God forbid if I lost one hand and I wore this cloth, one would have been dangling. So, everything you have in the body, you have in the spirit because it was made to suit the man on the inside. Oh, come on, talk to me somebody. That's why the Bible says, oh, taste and see. So, we have tongue in the spirit. We have eyes in the spirit. We walk by faith. We have feet in the spirit. And not by sight. The word sight means physical senses. So even that man has emotions. That's why God can see Jerusalem and weep. That man on your inside is exactly like God. 
That man is not trying to be born again. Listen, the day you give your life to Christ, you switch that man on. It became alive. Bible says being born again, not of the corruptible seed, but of the incorruptible seed of the word of God that lives and abides forever. First Peter 1.23. You look exactly like God. Bible says, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear. It doesn't say you are not like that, but it doth not yet appear who you are. But when you see Jesus... You will be peeled like banana and the inside will come out. And you will see that the inside doesn't look green like the banana. The Bible says you will see that you are exactly the way he is. Listen to me, God is not Caucasian, he's not white, he's not black. God looks exactly like the spirit on your inside. You look exactly like him. You look exactly like him. So that man on your inside does not struggle to believe God? No. Once he sees the word of God, something tells him. Wow, that's true. That's true. That's why someone can be in a backsliding situation. He comes to church and that guy is connecting to God at another level. And, and his friend looks at him and says, huh, you can pretend. No. Deep is calling unto deep. Deep is calling unto deep. Because there's a part of God in everybody. Because when God made you, he breathed a part of himself into you. So the Bible says in Job 32 verse 8, the Bible says there is a spirit in man. So that man is called the spirit man. See, there's a spirit in man. Remember, this scripture was written in the old covenant. So they had not known that man was a spirit. They said, there's a spirit in man. And the, the word breath there means inspiration. Inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. From this scripture, apart from all we know, I like you to know that when God is talking to you, He's not talking to an Igbo man, He's not talking to an Ekiti man, He's not talking to an Ebera guy, He's talking to that spirit from Zion. The inspiration of the Almighty grant that spirit understand. He's not talking to the body, He's not even talking to your mind. He's talking to that guy. So when you, you hear God's word, you don't receive it with your mind. You don't receive it with your experience, your past, your witnesses, or what you're dealing with. No, it is not with mind that you believe it. It is with heart that man believes. You don't get pregnant in the stomach. You get pregnant in the womb. Food goes. Bible says food for stomach, stomach for food. Eat and both, both eat and them shall be destroyed. So, ladies and gentlemen, the food is for the stomach, but seed, sperma, is for the womb. You don't get pregnant in your stomach. So, your problem is that you've been receiving the word of God in your mind, and then you are thinking about it. Um, this thing they've said, hey, if I call my uncle, hey, I'm not saying the mind should be shut down as a Christian, but first of all, you see, when a woman receives the seed and it is fertilized in the womb, the other parts of the body will soon participate, but it has to first of all be fertilized somewhere before they start to participate. But you see, if that seed went somewhere else, it will never be fertilized and they will not even need to participate. So if the word of God grabs your human spirit and you allow it to stay there, it's going to drag your mind. <laughs> it's going to drag your mind and then we start seeing the outside reflection on your body. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah? That's why Apostle Paul says, I pray that the very God of peace, 
The word peace there does not talk about rest of mind. It means wholeness. Nothing lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. I pray that the very God of wholeness sanctify you wholly. Holy means through and through. And he mentions it. It's a spirit, soul, and body. Not body, soul, and spirit. But spirit. If he doesn't have a grasp on that human spirit, there's no way it's going to flow to the mind, your imagination, your intellect, your creativity. Then it's going to flow to your body. Am I talking? So the Bible says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Proverbs twenty twenty seven. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. I love that. What is lamp or candle here? Understanding, inspiration, illumination. So when God wants to illuminate you, when God wants to reveal something to you, He doesn't talk to your body. It doesn't talk to you. You know, but, but you start relating and say, okay, when you hear something, ah, I'm an Ibibio guy. In where we are from, we don't experience this. I'm an Ekiti guy. We have this. No, God is not talking to that person. That spirit was dropped anywhere on earth, but it's relating to your human spirit. This will take limitations away. This will take several things away because you understand and this guy does not have a problem believing God. Because it's his nature to believe God. But what has been happening is that you've been hearing with your ears. And it slips to your mind and says, hmm, it's true. I like two pastors that have mentioned it. I believe it. But it did nothing to you. Paul says, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of man's wisdom. With eloquence of speech. So that when you want to release your faith, your faith will not rest on the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. You can never comprehend God from the natural standpoint. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14, and I want to read the Amplified Version. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14. Glory be to God. Amen. The Bible says about the natural man. Who knows where the natural man is? This is the natural guy. Is a non-spiritual man because the spirit man is a spiritual man. Does not accept, does not welcome, does not admit into his heart the gifts, the teachings, the revelations of the spirit of God. For they are meaningless to him. They are nonsense to him. If you want to access scriptures from your mind, from your experience, from what you learned in school and all of that, they will be nonsense to you. And he is incapable of knowing them or progressively recognizing, understanding and becoming better acquainted with them because they are spiritually discerned. They are spiritually estimated and they are spiritually appreciated. Did you catch that? So the only time you see your body flow in line with scripture is when your mind and your spirit are one. The majority carries the vote. So your mind is neutral. Your body is this decomposing, you know, covering that God gave to you that helps you to function on earth. Your spirit is God's nature on your inside. So the mind is neutral. If you are fasting, for example, and then you're studying scriptures and doing all of that, you see that you see more supernatural things. Somebody wants to come visit you, you just knew. You know, if something wants to happen to you, you dreamt about it. It's because your mind and your spirit are now together. So the majority carry the vote, your body naturally just went down. 
And so you're able to pick words. You're able to, oh, God is telling me this. Oh, because the two of them overshadowed that. Of course, you're fasting, so he's weak already. Did you catch that? It is not with mind that you believe. Even though you can renew the mind with the word of God. So the Bible says in James 1.21, says lay aside all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. It says receive with meekness. Meekness means teachableness. Receive with a teachable spirit. The implanted word. Like those of us that have incisions before we were saved. When your grandmother cut your skin and put one powder thing. If she had put the powder thing on your skin, it wouldn't have mattered. They had to cut you to implant it. The implanted word. There is a word that stays here. There's a word that is implanted. That is the one that can drag your soul. That is the one that can. He's talking to born again Christians, yet he's saying their souls needed to be saved because their spirit man was regenerated, but their souls, their mind, their emotions, their imaginations were still not saved. Be that as it may, then I can jump to the next thing. So God did not design you to receive his word as a natural person. You will not find it hard anymore to believe God when you begin to receive things in your spirit. When a woman receives a seed from her husband, she doesn't even know the gender. She doesn't know whether the child will be tall or she's going to be fair. She just receives it. And it begin, there's a mechanism on our inside. If the seed went to the right place, at the right time, the thing begin to create something on their inside. So when you receive the word of God in your spirit, you are not the one trying not to fornicate. You are not the one trying not to commit adultery. It will, it will begin to work on your inside. Faith comes by hearing. Faith, when the word of God grasps your spirit, big surprise and energy for you to either say yes to the will of God and say no to the intent of the enemy for you. Can somebody shout hallelujah? So to take new territories, on Sunday we began to talk about, I mean we were talking about two kingdoms, how many of you were blessed? I was so blessed. And we ended by saying that lines are falling to us in pleasing places. We began to trace our inheritance. And today, I picked it up from there to let you know that, I mean to let you know that you have an inheritance. There's an inheritance with your name on it. From the Lord Jesus. And I'm not talking to you based on the family you came from. I'm not talking to you based on your natural experiences. I'm talking to your spirit man. Because when God talks, he talks to your spirit man. Ezekiel 2 2. The spirit came into me and set me on my feet. I prophesied to you. As you receive that you have an inheritance, you enter into a new dimension. That amen is not correct. And now to somebody say, it is with your heart that you believe. Find a new neighbor, say new neighbor. It is with heart that you believe. God did not design that you function without him. That is not the design of man. These people are formed for myself. They shall glorify me. You were not designed to function without God. In fact, no matter how much you are anointed, no matter what the Lord is using you to do, you are going to fizzle out when you don't tap into God from time to time. I was doing something recently and my son said, Ah, daddy, why are you doing that? 
It's a spiritual exercise. And I don't want to mention what is private. He said, Daddy, why are you doing that? Is there, you know, what's going on? Why are you doing that? And I said, you know, son, when you cut a cutlass for a while, you use the cutlass to cut trees for a while, you need to withdraw to sharpen it again. So that you cut again and sharpen it again. Some of us are just cutting. Just cutting. Bible says if the axe is dull, you will need more strength. You need to withdraw and sharpen it and you will cut faster. That is what fasting is for. That is what prayer is for. That is what, you know, studying the word is for. You sharpen up, you come out and you know, your fire is different again. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Could it be? Could it just be? That while you're just down and dull and blaming everybody for why things are not working, could it be that you just need to withdraw and sharpen up a little bit? That, that is the word of the Lord to somebody. Hallelujah. So don't get it twisted. God didn't, you know, create us to function without him. We need to always tap into him. And God did not design you to go in your strength. Your battery will burn out. You need to go recharge again. That is why when you listen to motivational speakers that are not saved, they teach you powerful principles. In fact, some of the principles they teach are biblical principles. But some things are warped about their presentation. For example, it sounds nice when someone tells you to believe in yourself. You can do it. Just tell yourself I can do it. It sounds nice. But it's not scriptural. It's not kingdom. It's not our kingdom. And what you need to learn the moment you're born again is to begin to learn how your kingdom functions. Jesus said, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden. He said, I will give you rest. Then the next thing is, pick up my yoke and learn from me. He said, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. The way it is in the world system is not the way it is in the church. If it takes you 10 years to realize, then after that 10 years, you start to get some results. You have to know, as simple as that sounds, it makes a world of difference between your result and the result of your neighbor. And I'm going to strike a balance. In, second, in, in Philippians 4.13, the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That is what the Bible teaches. If you read the Amplified Version, which is my favorite, it says, I have strength for all things in Christ. Who empowers me? I'm ready for anything. I'm equal to anything. Through him, who infuses me with inner strength. That makes the world of difference. When I'm weak, I know that, wow, I need to be infused with strength. You don't take territories by not understanding this. What I mean is you don't take a certificate. I say, well, I have first class. I'm a Christian. The world will just say, hey, we've been expecting you. If you are a child of God and you are a true child of God, the world will hate you. Some of you are going through things today because you are a child of God. Some of us need to change our attitude. Some of us don't have manners. Some of us need to learn people's skills. And when I say us, I mean us. We need to learn more. There are things we could do better. But I tell you the truth. Even if you lie, bend over backwards. The, the world hates you. They don't even know why they hate you. But the world hates you. Because of Jesus. 
Sometimes people just hate you just because you're not hanging out with them. People just hate you because you are, they, they say, why, why is she for me? She's coded. They can't believe that you can be like this, love God, and not do the things they do. They think you are just coded, that you are doing it. And they just take one look at you and hate you because of that. They're wondering why you're not coming to borrow money from them. In your office, you have a post. You've never gone there to borrow. What they gave to you, you managed. And they're like, there must be something he's doing. When the world looks at you, you're not part of them and you're doing well, they are going to label you that you're doing for one night. They will say you're carrying drugs. There's nothing there. They will say you're doing jazz. Because you're not just part of them. But you know something? Please don't do this at home. Just twist your hair. Raise one trouser. Give yourself one name. Do like this. You do like this on the internet. Cry that. You have like 50,000 followers the next day. They kind of just like you. Yeah, they say, yeah, this guy's crazy. Yeah, it's part of us. But the fact that you are saying everything, you are, well, they, they are like, what is wrong with you? Who are you? Why? Why don't you have problems? Why? The world, I'm sorry if I'm just, if I'm, if I'm kind of spoiling anybody, I'm not. I'm just telling you reality. And you, I, my job is to prepare you, not for church, but for the world. Listen to me. Thank you. Jericho was open. Now, Egypt is the type of the wall system when it comes to the body of Christ living under the poverty line. The Red Sea being opened is a type of being born again. You see that in 1 Corinthians 10. It's the baptism of repentance when you cross. But crossing Jordan and entering the promised land is entering into your inheritance. Now, you need to understand this. They said one prayer. The Red Sea opened. They were not the ones that opened the Red Sea. Red Sea opened. In fact, the ground was a dry ground. They appeared. Pharaoh wanted to chase them. God put fire between them. The ones that entered, they drowned. So the devil has learned. When you want to be born again, they back off. But you can hang in the wilderness for years and years and years and not enter into what God has budgeted for you. But go and read it. To enter the promised land, they entered Jordan and walked to the middle before it opened. Entry into inheritance is for the mature. Red Sea, it opened before they stepped in and the ground was dry. But Jordan, they entered they, they were like, hey, it's rainy season. Guys, be careful. But you know what happened? Their priests entered first with the Ark of Covenant. Any pastor that is not covenant conscious, and if your pastor don't see it, you can't enter it. People come to church and say they want the truth, but when the truth is being told, they really don't want to receive it. The truth, you shall know. He said, if you continue my word. The truth is in the word. If you continue my word. So there are things I teach. Mm, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but do you believe it? Do you believe it? The priest took the Ark of Covenant, which is, rem- which is reminiscent of the word, and the covenant we have with Jehovah, and they started entering. It didn't open at the, at the shore. 
they go to the middle and go and read it in, in Joshua 18. He said, you've not passed this way before. I prophesy to you. In 2018, where the Lord will take you, the route you're going, you've never passed it before. The kind of finance you've never experienced before. The kind of honor you've never experienced before. The kind of promotion you've never seen before. Enter into it in the name of Jesus. So you shall leave a space about six cubits between you and your men of God. Familiarity will not let you get in. So because you've not passed this way before. God did not design you. If you want to enter into your space, you want to enter. And please, I don't want to assume everybody was here on Sunday. There's a media world. There's a banking world. There's education. We're not talking about you just teaching all your life. There are people that make the policy. As they shifted prayer out of schools, no preaching in school. Some people form the policy. There's a movie world. We can't say because we are Christians, we are not going there. That's why I love to encourage everybody who is in such industry in our church. We like to honor them. Because it's not easy to be sane in that industry. What about sport? What about sport? What about that? You will see people critique Christians for having some things. One of the most painful ones to me was TV. The TV came and preachers began to preach that it was a box for the devil. So the world system took everything. There is no Christian channel in Nigeria. Because they are not given license anymore. But I believe there are people in this place that are strategic. They will enter into, they will penetrate into that industry. Have you ever been there when they, they told you, you you wanted to do well? They said, ah, it's the cartel. That industry, you can't penetrate. You can't penetrate. Why do NURTW, National Youth Union for Road Transport, why are they cutting themselves with cutlass every day? Why? Why? You know, some of them, they put tortoises on their chest to go to the, to the park. Just a car park. Go there and speak English and say, um, I read transportation in London University. <laughs> they will cut you. They've shut that gate. So when Jordan opened, are you all still here? The Bible says these things were written for examples to us whom the end of the world has come. In other words, those things are drama, acted. We are living in the real. I'm going to show you that on Sunday. If you went to Bible school, there's something called types and shadows. The entire Old Testament were types and shadows of the reality we live in. When they ate that bread without leaven, that was the body of Jesus Christ. The blood they put by the, by the window, by the doorpost, was the blood of Jesus. They had to crucify Jesus as a type and shadow to be saved in Egypt. Everything that happened, I can show you in the New Testament. Because there are types and shadows. Did you catch that? Are you getting something? So when they opened the Red Sea, I mean, they, when Jordan opened and they appeared at the other side, nobody ever crossed that. Nobody ever crossed that. Nobody, because there were no boats at the time. No technology. Nobody. They couldn't, that was why they had to shut the gate. They were afraid of them. These guys crossed the sea. Sion and Og. They 
dealt with the king of Bashan and Amorite. Ah, who are those guys? And to make it worse, they don't have chariots. They don't have spear. They don't have sword. Their God will just fight for them. In the Quran, I grew up in Lawrence, so I've been privileged to read a piece of it. In the Quran, the belief that Solomon is called Suleiman in the, in the Quran, and David is called Dauda or Daud. They believe that Suleiman won all his battles because genies will rise to fight for him. Ask any Muslim, you know. Most battles were not fought by humans. And that is what I want to pull you here to tell you. In all your modernness, in all your tushness, in all your jandedness, leave a space for God. And I returned, I saw something under heaven. That the race is not for the swift, the battle is not for the strong. I love the way Vashon says, he said, the fastest runner does not always win the race. The fastest runner. I know you can run. I know you're brilliant. But look at you. You are more gifted than your results. You are more intelligent than what we're seeing about you. It is because you're comparing yourself with those who don't have your covenant. They understand their covenant very well. They know how to bribe. They know how to do. I don't want to mention what they do because I'm not here to condemn nobody. But you don't know your own very well. And you know something? They shut the gate of Jericho. That gate was open before. But when they saw that covenant people were beginning to realize that they could enter the media. When covenant people were beginning to realize that it's not enough to come out of Egypt. But it's time to own your own land. Covenant people were not excited about manna anymore. You couldn't keep manna. You can't, you can't fry manna. You can't bake manna. You can't, you can't, you can't garnish manna. You can't, you can't. Come on, give it to me, somebody. The same way every day. They told God, we are tired. We need our own land. Where we can apply principles, plant, build our own houses, do stuff. When covenant people began to realize that, they shut the gate. Because the wall system was not designed with you in mind. Let me tell you how the wall system was designed. What happened to Jesus in Luke 4 and Matthew 4. So Satan, after Adam abdicated the authority of the earth to him, he created a system where he shut the gate. And it stands by the gate. Hi, yeah. Ah, you look good. You look intelligent. You, you're gifted. Um, what do you want? Um, I want one of the kingdoms of this world. All right, I can give it to you. Bow. Worship me. If you worship me, I'll give it to you. And then they open the gate. Abraham, the father of faith, partnered with God. He begot Isaac. Joseph partnered, he ruled the world. The sons of Issachar in partnership, new times and seasons. Esther became queen by partnership. Elizabeth in partnership birthed the forerunner. Paul partnered and recorded extraordinary miracles. Mary through partnership brought forth the savior. Jesus in partnership saved the world. It's time to partner with God. 
partnership is rewarding and God is a rewarder. Be a COSA Global Partner today. See our officials at the Partnership Desk or visit www.partners.coza.org.ng. We celebrate you. So Psalm 44 verse 1. I want to read from 1 to 8. Psalm 44 verse 1. The Bible says we have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us the deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand. Who drove them out? But did they not fight? They fought. Imagine the children of Israel coming to the gate of Jericho. There is no technology, not even of Egypt, that could bring down that wall. None. It was an indomitable, formidable, impregnable citadel. They shot it. People lived on the wall. This, the height was the width. So even when you torpedo it, it would just bounce and stand again. They did horse races on the wall. Very wide. Very high. No technology of their day could have brought it down. Gate, this is the way the kingdom puts it. Straightly short. No one came out. Nobody entered. So scarcity is actually artificial. Created by the war system. The ultimate man, Jesus, when he showed up, Satan met him. And said, listen, I can give you the glory of this world. I can give you the kingdom of this world and his glory. And Jesus Christ did not stop him. He said, shut up, you're a liar. You can't do it. He knew he could do it. He said, and I can give it to whoever I want. And Jesus didn't tell him, shut up, I bind you, devil, you're lying. He knew he could do it. But the only problem is, it is routed through. You have to worship me. Now, you may not have a golden image, a um, graving image under your bed. But there are things you will do. That is worship. There's a worship of your body. Yeah. It's going to look good, but you must put it in perspective. There's a worship of your body. Right now, one of the latest worship right now is the worship of the body. It's given a name. There's worship of money. Some people, <laughs> they are born again until money appears. Where, particularly when you flash green they melt, they're like why did you bring this thing out, even God knows I can't resist it <laughs> am I talking they told Jesus Pow, we'll give it to you, but Jesus said no he said it is written you shall not worship any other God Abba. so if it was done to the ultimate every day you are going through it the question is, are you bowing or are you standing? So, imagine the children of Israel. 2.5 million of them. Yeah, let's run to the gates. Bah! They would have all collapsed. By strength shall no man prevail. It needed a kingdom strategy. And then the strategy sometimes does not make sense. You want to write this down. The miraculous is hidden in the ridiculous. God told them, surround Jericho. Don't say anything. Just go around and go home. Next day, go around, go home. 
for seven days. The seventh day, don't go around once, go seven times. What a stupid thing. We want to enter a city. You are saying we should surround it. And when I blow the ram horn, and I shout, the Lord has given you the city. I want you to shout. And then they say, excuse me, we are not uh, people that came out. We are 40 years old and above here. Joshua, are you alright? Do you want them to kill us? First day, we didn't talk. Now, do you know why God told them not to talk? They would have spoiled the faith process. You know, when they say you should go around. Imagine people on the, on the, on the wall, they were like, what the? They looked at their hand, no weapon, no nothing. These people will deal with you today. And then they went round. They didn't enter. They went home. And God told them, you must not talk. Some people said, Because one person would have spoken doubt. One person would have spoken unbelief. One person would have said, Ah! Are we able to enter? But God said, Hmm. The seventh day, they did the most, the dumbest stuff. They now went seven times. And Joshua said to them, I'm going to, I'm going to blow the ram on. And when I shout, the Lord has given you the city. I want you to shout. When they shouted, the walls sank. So look at that, look at that. Psalm 44, I'm reading to you verse 2 now. Quickly, guys. They tell you oil is the cartel. We can enter it. I am telling you the truth. I prayed for someone in this place that this message will not just be a message that will crack you up. You will catch a rebel. See, it will hold your human spirit. You will understand beyond what I say. And one day you will meet me to say, Pastor, I got it. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That brother on Sunday was a receptionist. Now, he mentioned that he's a partner, but I went to check him out. He's his restaurant. The name of the restaurant is his name. Created a logo. Did everything. I was just looking at him on the Facebook. I mean on the Instagram. Like wow. His type does not have restaurants. If that guy understands kingdom strategy. In 10 years. It will be chains of restaurants. And just in case you are wondering what strategy. Let him take 10% out of that money. And begin to reach out to the poor. Let him just do that. Let him just start from there. He will not go down. The Bible says, and he multiplied them greatly and does not allow their cattle to decrease. You know, I've seen people make some statements and I just know their level. People that have problems don't know they have problems. People that are blind spiritually, they think they are seeing. They even brag. Your mouth, your words reveal your heart, your level. Your words reveal it. You can't hide it. How can somebody be saying, 
Eh, Christians are just praying. That's the place to start from. If God gives you an assignment, even if you have a billion, you have to start by praying. You have to start by, that's the place to start from. That's the place to start from. Prayer is not a support. Prayer is the main thing. Others are the support. Pastor Peter, do you believe in medication? Absolutely. But medication is the support. Prayer is the main thing. It's not the other way around. Say, take your drugs or I'm praying. No. Pray and take your medications. It's the main thing. It's the main thing. And I, I know what I'm talking to you about. I look young, but I've been around for a while. I walked with many pastors. I've seen Christians go down. I've seen people go up, go down. You can't sustain it if you're not in covenant. Because the world system is not expecting you to make it. Hallelujah. Somebody say kingdom strategy. I can't hear you somebody say kingdom strategy. So I was reading Psalm 44 verse 2. Let's quickly read it to 8. So you drove out the nations with your hand. But then you did what? You planted. Stop your neighbor and say I'm the planting of the Lord. Ah, I'm not enjoying you. Say I can't just be uprooted. Say I'm the planting of the Lord. You drove them, you planted them, you afflicted the other nations and cast them out. Verse 3. For they did not gain possession of the land. Now, watch what they did not do. Bible does not say they didn't use sword. But the sword was not their own. Tap your neighbor say, Udash monkey banana. <laughs> the only tree that the monkey cannot climb is a banana tree. Give a monkey any tree to climb. The only tree that the monkey cannot climb is banana tree. So every time you see banana in the hand of a monkey, it was dashed. Tap your neighbor, say, Man, I'm gifted. Say, I'm brilliant. But God helped me. Never forget. If there's one thing you need to learn from me, never forget that. Leave a space for God. Leave a space for God. If you're praying like this, nothing will be forcing you to pray. Nothing will be forcing you to practice kingdom practices because you understand that there are two kingdoms. The the tension has been from the beginning in the Bible. And you don't belong to that side. So what's the strategy? I wish you were supposed to open our mouth and be waiting. What's the strategy that God has put in place for me to break forth? Don't joke with them. Those are the things those people are attacking in your life. Don't ever yield. Don't ever. They looked at Daniel. You know what they attacked? They brought him and said, nobody must pray. How do you want him to survive if he doesn't pray? How? You must understand that there's a plot for you never to enter into your inheritance. Your inheritance is not empty. Giants are there. But no matter, giants are there. And there's a way they think. A politician entered, I heard, I didn't hear him, someone told me. Got to a certain Christian organization. And when he saw the crowd, he said, Ah, this man can cause a revolution in Nigeria. Wow, see the crowd. There's a way they think. There's a way they think. And you must start to think like that. Hallelujah. 
So we're reading. Now, 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 let's read the New Living Translation of verse 3. In fact, we're going to read New Living Translation all through. Reason is that it's a more modern English. It's the same thing. The Bible says, no, let's read from verse 3 because of time. Alright? They did not conquer the land with their sword. So they had sword, but it was not that sword that worked. So we would take steps. But there's a step beyond us. See, faith without corresponding steps is dead. The same way a body cannot function without a spirit. If you don't take steps, you're a fool. In the spirit. Remember when they shut down Samaria and everybody was shaking. I'm still going to read one or two. I'm going to read one or two things to you if I have time. I want to run. Lepers were just shuffling and God magnified their steps. And the enemies heard that chariots and horses were coming. But someone needed to at least shuffle. But listen, as I take steps, I know it wasn't my step. So I'm not going to be taking steps thinking, hey, but, but I'm not really that. I just started the business. No, 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 no. I, I, I'm going to declare that God has gone ahead of me. Help me to get there because I need to get there so that it can make sense to you. I do not count on my own sword to save me. Because all those things will fail. Those who trust in the charity and horses of Egypt to fail them. Money fail people. Oh yeah. Positions fail. When people lose their position, political, their eyes just clear. They're like, whoa! Because they rested on the arm of flesh. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm bigger than that. You are the one who gives us victory over our enemies. You disgrace those who hate us. Verse 8. Oh God, we will give glory to you all day long. How you know, how you know, is that that person will always give glory to God. I wish I had time to explain some things. But are you getting something? So I need to close in 10 minutes, so let me run. Praise the Lord. Look at Second King, Second Kings chapter 7 verse 2. Always watch out for Christians that, are, that don't develop their faith. And please, please, please don't let them deflate you. Second Kings 7 verse 2. So, Ben-Hadad has surrounded Samaria. And poverty started. People began to bore their kids. And the prophet Isaiah rose up and said, By this time tomorrow, recession will be over. So, there's an officer that worked with many kings. He was, you know, some, you know, Aristotle of his day, Adam Smith of his day, you know, Socrates and all those guys. So an officer on whose the hand of the king leaned for advice, probably this guy walked with his father, understood the etymology and the economics of that place. He answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord will make even windows in heaven. How many of you have heard people talk like that? Even God. Because there is a system that has been created and there is a subtle opening for God to be disregarded. Let me say this to you. There's nothing on this that God cannot do. Believe me. I mean, I've seen things. I've seen things. I've been sick before. 
I've seen God defy medical history. By the time the Lord was ready to give us children, they could not trace anything. There's a woman that the womb gummed together. Like, you know a balloon? Gummed together. So they said, there's no way a child can stay here. They took, him to, they took out of Babadi way. They said, well, there's a God that can blow the balloon back. The next month, the lady was pregnant. Quiet prayer. Silent prayer. There is not anybody who talks. Bible does not say a fool said out of his mouth. That there's no God. Says in his heart. So in all your modernness, understand. And I want it to be, listen, I don't want it to be like, you know, those people that look like they're in 1976. The world is water. You need, you're a ship. You need the water to get to where you're going to. Alright? But don't let water enter the ship because you'll sink. There's some things you must not allow in you. You must balance it. So look nice, travel, talk well, be educated. But like Moses, know that you're a Hebrew. There's nothing they give you in the palace of Pharaoh. No. That boy was only nursed he was four years old. I don't know what the mother told him. And he refused to be an Egyptian. That's who you are. I can't finish this, but let me just get to a safe place. The officer said, Look, even if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, the prophet said, You will see it with your eyes. I shall not eat out of it. I want to ask you a question because I don't have time. The people that brought the evil report and the people that brought the good report, who are the ones that entered the promised land? The people that, they said, I want to ask you a question. The people that said, listen, when we got there, we saw giants. Were they lying? No, they saw giants. Ah, why are you blaming them? They saw giants. See, let, listen, leave church. Let's be real. People that talk like that. <laughs> ah, I should leave church. I should leave Bible. What do you want me to now hold on to? Listen, you may have weaknesses. You may have struggles. But there's some things you must not joke with. Ah, leave Bible. So what do you want me to hold on to? <laughs> Tap your neighbor say, you don't do jazz. You don't pray. What do you do? I really want to know. I want to know what you do. Hallelujah. Look at that. Look at verse 19. 2 Kings 7 verse 19. Quickly. Then that officer, so the thing changed as the word of the Lord, you know, as the man of God said it. The officer had answered, the man of God said, Now look, the Lord would make windows in heaven. Could such thing be? And he had said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, and you shall not eat. Look at verse 20, everybody. The Bible says, So it happened to him. For the people trampled him at the gate. that he died. Anyone who does not see the word, never taste the word. You can never go to what you've not seen. You can never be where you've not seen. 
Last Sunday, was it last Sunday? Did I preach last Sunday? So up at Sunday, I preached in a place, 25,000 people. I mean, they're not the regular Joe people that you see. You don't see Nigerian pastors preaching such places. They're like, you know, a church where people like Ice Cube were attending. You know, everybody was a hip-hop world kind of, you know. So, when I came in, and interestingly, I went to America and I said to my, I was just joking with my, 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 my family that I want to, I want to wear native all through. And, you know, when I appeared there, they were just like, ah, what's going on here? Who is this guy? I'm telling you the truth, somehow, the magnitude of church, the difference in culture, accent, and all of that, my liver shook. But just as I was going to enter that place, the Holy Spirit reminded me, you've been here many times. Ah, do you know how much? Some 25 years ago, declaring, I will preach all over the world, America, to the blacks, to the Caucasians, from the Arctic to the Antarctics. To all this, I've seen it a long time. So I, I just, the Holy Spirit just told me, you've been here before. I said, yes, I've been here before. I preached to a level that got so excited. I said, I came all the way from Wakanda to tell you. You know that, you know they believed? They believed that I was from Wakanda. The way I was dressed. Hallelujah. I mentioned that to you to let you know that you couldn't go where you've not been. Tap your neighbor and say, I see it, I see it, I see it. I see it. I see it. Say, I see it, I see it, I see it. Come on, tap your neighbor and say, the reason why I'm treating you well is that I see your future. The reason why I don't maltreat you is that I see your next level. Say, I see it. I see greatness in you. I see enlightenment in you. I see you're going places. I don't relate to you the way you are. I'm out of time, but I need to approach my text. The Bible says, Caleb quieted the people and said, We are well able to go. We are well able to go. We are well able to go. Let's go at once. But those guys said, Listen, guys, listen. Uh, don't just make mouth. Uh, uh, I'm warning you. Later, I will show you on Sunday. Joshua said, uh, Caleb said to Joshua, 40 years ago, when we went to Kadesh Benar, I said what was in my heart. Which means, when the Lord told them to go spy the land, his heart, the spirit man on his inside, believed that even though they were giants, he would penetrate the system. So he didn't form or try to impress. He said, I spoke. Should I show you the scriptures? So I in, in other words, first of all, the Bible says, the man Joshua, the man Caleb, is a man with a different spirit. In your family, when you don't have a different spirit, what overwhelms them, what swallows them will swallow you. You must have a different spirit. You must have a different spirit. Embrace what is good that they are doing. 
But make sure anything that is not in line with God's word should not be your lifestyle. If you have a struggle, cry to God. Don't accept status quo. But don't validate evil. Be different. Those who are going to take new territories, those who are going to take over, are those who are radical at how they see. They see God's word. They see the circumstance and choose to see what the word says. Second Corinthians 4.18 Why we look not at the things that are seen? Why we look not? Bible does not start by talking about what we look at. It talks about what you shouldn't look at. Why we look not at the things that are seen? But are the things that are not seen? What are the things that are not seen? I've not seen your money yet. I've not seen your car yet. I've not seen your husband yet. I've not seen the fulfillment of scriptures yet. Those are things I keep looking at. But I look at the things that are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal. I love the way the Amplified Version says it. It says they are transient. They are fleeting. They are brief. They are passing away. They are fleeting. Look at your neighbors say, be careful how you treat me. It's possible you brought me to church, but I tell you the truth, that's not all there is about me. It's possible you feed me and help me, but I tell you, that's not all there is about me. There's a spirit in me. The inspiration of the Almighty is granting me understanding that there's more about me. Another thing those who are radical in faith do, they look at circumstance. They don't speak what is happening, they speak what is written. They don't speak what is happening, they speak what is written. Because what was written was spoken before it was written, but it was written to be spoken. It was spoken before it was written, but it was written to be spoken. Stop saying, tap your neighbor, say, stop saying what is happening. Say, say what is written. Say what is written. When Satan came to Jesus, all he did was to say, it is written. What is written about you? Say, Lord, I came to do as it is written concerning me in the volume of the books. What has been written concerning you? That is what I've come to do. I am not what is happening around me. I'm what was written about me. I'm not what you say about me. I'm what was written about me. If I could see what was written about me and get what was written about me in my mouth. There's a change in my life. Oh, I'm out of time. Lift up your hands, somebody. If you have a radical faith, I wanted to pray radically. Think about where you are headed and pray. Think about what you've seen, where you have seen, and pray. I can't hear you closer. It's not time to pose. It's not time to pose. It's time to switch on the kingdom. Don't hear this word in vain. It's time to switch on the kingdom. Where are the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Who will tell the king, I don't care what you do. I'm sure he's going to save me. 
Even if he doesn't save me. Come on somebody. Where is your radical faith? Who is ready to take new territories? Who is ready to defy barriers? Come on declare I'm running through the troops. I'm leaping over the wall. Where are the men? Where are the pastors of their family? Who is declaring word that they are taking new territory? Who is taking the media world? As you are praying, are you downloading wisdom? Are you downloading the strategy? Are you about to take your barbarism? The God of all breakthrough. Who is that person who is about to take my parasite? The God of all breakthrough. David said, God has made me to break through like the break of many waters. I know you've been doing well, but there is a master breakthrough. I know you're not doing badly, but there's a master breakthrough. The one that does not finish. The one that your children's children will partake of. Come on, somebody. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, use me. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Pray about your pillar. Come on. Pray about your ministry. Pray about your industry. Say, Lord, give it to me. He said, ask of me. I will give you nations for inheritance. But you need to ask. Somebody ask. He says, you don't have... Because you did not ask. Shedemo karatabalaba hasataya. I lay my hands on your on you in the spirit. And I cause for what is in the womb of your spirit to come up in this season. I cause for the dead to break. Shedemo karata. Come on, spend some time in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm waiting for somebody. Plug in, get in the flow, get in the flow. Get in the flow. You don't belong to where you are. Come on, you don't. There's more to you. Creation is waiting for your manifestation. You are bigger than where you are. Reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out, reach out. Come on, somebody, pray. Listen, listen, 
I used to think that when God sent flood to the earth, that it opened the floodgates of heaven and water came from up. Go and read it. The Bible says God broke the fountains of the earth. There is a fountain in you. When it is opened, it is opened. It brings wisdom, brings prominence. One of the things I desire the most and I pray never to leave me is this fountain. Let me tell you what I pray over you every time. The Bible says there's a river whose streams make the city of God glad. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Psalm 46. There's a river. Believe me, there's a river. Ah, there's a river. There's a river. There's a river. As long as it's flowing in your life, nobody can sink you. There's a river. If one door shuts, no, you will buy the building. You will buy the building. Lift your hands. I just gave you a vision to look at. And I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to your spirit. I command in this place in the name of Jesus. Let the depths be broken. From today your sleep is not ordinary. Let the fountain of wisdom rise. Know what to do. Be anointed at another capacity. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lay your hands on yourself and pray in tongues for one minute. Come on, please do that for me. Do that for me. Do that for me. Do that for me. Don't hear this revelation in vain. Lay your hands on yourself and pray for one minute. Oh, let it flow, oh God. Let it flow, God. Let it flow, God. Hey, Kasada Bokataya, the anointing. The river that has not run dry. Let it flow in the name of Jesus. Begin to see things. Let favor begin to flow in your life beyond what you've experienced. Ideas should come. Innovation should come. In the name of Jesus. The grace for knowing what to do should rest on you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're not the same again. Go and take new territories. Go and penetrate any system. In Jesus' name. Let's celebrate Jesus so much. Philippians 1, 3 I thank my God every time I remember you. This indeed is the state of our hearts concerning our partners and friends who support us through their love gifts 
your giving and prayers have made it possible for us to take the glorious gospel of Jesus to the ends of the earth. To partner with us, please visit partners.coza.org.ng. Email us through partners at coza.org.ng or call us with the numbers on the screen. Thank you for giving to the Lord. We celebrate you.